Hello and welcome to the Journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we bring you insights from media industry experts to help journalists do their jobs better. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. Today, we're going to be talking about becoming more relevant and useful to your audience through understanding user needs. In 2018, the BBC unveiled a game-changing concept, the user needs model. Then digital development editor Dimitri Shiskin defines six different reasons why people engage with the news and how a deep understanding of this can take your newsroom strategy to a whole new level. Newsrooms like Vox, Vogue, The Conversation and The Atlantic have been inspired by the concept and have tweaked it to make it their own. Five years later, the user needs model 2.0 has been revealed to the world, adding two new user needs and refining one of the old ones. Dimitri Shishkin, now an independent digital consultant, is with us to talk about the new user needs and how to implement them in your newsroom. That's all coming up, so don't go anywhere. Dimitri, welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Thanks ever so much for jumping on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Dimitri, I'm really excited to speak to you today about um, the user needs 2.0 model, an evolution of sorts from the model you you introduced five or six years ago whilst at the BBC and has been enormously influential in the news media sector. Um, To kick things off, though, I understand when you introduced this into the BBC, it was known internally as Dima's Wheel of News. Would you tell us the story? Well, it's exactly what it says on the team. It's uh, I was probably the most uh, obvious and the most visible enforcer and evangelizer of the new system. And I really need to pay a lot of respect and gratitude to people who have developed the model in the first place, because I am not a researcher by my profession. I am a journalist and I loved what they brought to me at some point of time. And I basically ran with it. And because I was not only running with it, but um, flying across the world with it from, you know, everywhere from Miami on one side of the world to Jakarta on the other side of the world and everything in between, it kind of became known as Dima's Wheel of News. And Dima is obviously a short form of Dmitry. Nice, nice. And, um, you know, what what really was the inspiration for the user needs model, Dmitry? The inspiration still remains. Like, why do people consume news? In the age where we all are inundated with content from all sorts of sides, you really need to differentiate yourself somehow. You really need to understand your niche. A niche can be as wide as possible, but it also can be as narrow as possible. And you basically need to uh, vocalize and verbalize and kind of really express what you stand for um, in uh, no uncertain terms to the audience. In terms of you come to us, you always will get X, Y, and Z, and it's different from others who are giving you whatever, uh, A, B, and C. So the point here is that people come to news to satisfy all sorts of different things. It depends on how interested you are, how heavy a news user you are, or maybe a light user you are, but there are certain things that people want to be satisfied by um, when consuming news. And We realized, obviously, six years ago when it appeared for the first time, Update Me was overproduced and because people were thinking that that particular user need was needed. And I'm not saying it's not. All I'm saying is that there are other user needs, and now we have a plethora of them, um, that are more effective on a, almost like, as they say in boxing, on a pound-for-pound type of comparison. So it's like you can still cover whatever you want to cover, but how you cover it you can cover it not through the lens of formats, which always come secondly, but you always start with a question, what user needs are we satisfying? Mm. And how did you actually come up with the other ones? I mean, you're, you're right, the update one seems like the, the first one we maybe think of with news. Did you employ some sort of problem-solving you know, technique mentality? How did you 
come up with it? Well, it, it all goes back to the actual techniques that uh, BBC World Service Audience Research Department uh, used. And it was a combination of call and quan uh, studies, of course, where actually at some point of time, you literally ask people to select all the URLs, to keep all the URLs that you have consumed in a week, then bring it all together, then mix it with all other URLs that other people bring to the table. And then you start grouping them in some sort of groups. And I think what people were really surprised by is that nobody was really grouping them by the topics. They all were grouping them by what I actually did to me and what, what impact it had. And it could have been an impact that uh, I can talk to my friends about it or I can you know go and have form an opinion about something that I didn't know or it educated me about something that I never knew about before. So and suddenly kind of the penny dropped and you think, well, actually, this is how you really need to approach the new strategy in terms of content strategy um, development. You need to understand what your content does to people. And that's what we see in the newer models. And um, just to put things into perspective, when initially we showed the model publicly, uh, and that was 2017, uh, developed in 2016, uh, BuzzFeed was probably the only media organization at, uh, at that time in the world which was publicly talking about the same type of structure. Uh, and then suddenly, after I presented it at Global Editors Forum in Vienna in 2017, suddenly I started picking up uh, similar-ish models that um, were popping up here and there. Currently, we have a collection in a new white paper, which we uh, uh, have produced together with Smart Doctor. Um, we have collected 20 models or so. And majority of them are significantly influenced by the BBC, which I'm very, very happy about. But what I'm more happy about is that I've seen a lot of uh, unique uh, user needs and unique models that have been developed by publishers who have had enough money and patience to develop their own models. And that was probably the most interesting things, which I've started using. I've started collecting those models. And then I thought, well, this is now the time to basically create a mother of all models based on everything that we have learned so far. And I would be very pushed and very surprised if... Um, somebody comes up with a model with a new user need, which we have missed. Absolutely. And what's really been your response to the number of newsrooms that have taken on your user needs model and made it their own iterated tweak? I mean, the other week we had the conversation on the podcast speaking about how they've employed your framework to think about how to appeal to younger audiences, maybe not a demographic they're used to appealing to. So what's been your kind of response to how other people have picked up the user needs model? I just probably need to, to start with saying that it's not mine, uh, it's the BBC's. It has become mine, it has done a lot of wonders for my uh, career in the first few years, obviously no doubt about that, but I probably, well, I have put a lot of work into that for sure. And uh, I guess I felt very proud for what we have achieved because something that was starting as almost as a left field project, nobody knew how influential it would become. And then suddenly you think, well, if you see the likes of Vox, uh, The Atlantic, Wall Street Journal. Uh, I even was flicking through the New York Times uh, um, investors deck and I just was almost fell off my chair when I saw two slides which clearly resembled user needs um, the way New York Times understands it. And I was very, very, very uh, surprised, but at the same time, probably not surprised because I think something that has started as an innovation really in 2017, uh, this year for the first time was included in uh, Reuters Institute at Oxford uh, by Nick Newman as one of the trends in publishing sector, which probably kind of almost like draws the line for me here because I think that I've taken it 
um, thus far. And I'm really, really grateful for, to keep collecting the new user needs models that appear here and there. And Conversation, you are absolutely right. Conversation are one of the most effective news organizations in the world because the way they adopt the model. A credit to you, Dimitri. And just before we jump into the user needs 2.0 model, what do we need to know contextually about how the media industry has changed in the last five or six years since you first rolled out the uh, user needs model with the BBC? Well, of course, the um, social media still remains the same. It probably is playing even a bigger role for the way um, people consume news or, or at least spend time uh, with their phones, for sure. There's definitely a bigger trend of news avoidance, which we all are struggling with, of course. Uh, and I guess news avoidance, actually, probably, if I were a betting man, I would say that it all started with us as a journalism sector inundating uh, the audience with update me stories. Um, if journalism was all about giving perspective stories or educate me stories or inspire me stories, maybe, maybe. This is where I think we can see successful organizations who understand their user needs and understand their niche they don't really talk about news avoidance. We, we can talk about news avoidance at large, but ultimately it's about you as a media organization understanding your niche, understanding your sector and really going for it, right? So all of those things happen and we, we still need to somehow be helpful to our audience. And that's why I'm making a point in the final page of the, of the white paper saying that, you know, we probably need to go away from all those kind of militaristic language that we're using for, you know, fight for the audience, fight for the attention and everything else. If you are satisfying your audience's user needs consistently, strategically, creatively, you don't need to fight for it necessarily, or you basically need to kind of look at the language you're using. The initial model defines six reasons why people consume the news. Update me, keep me on trend, inspire me, divert me, educate me and give me perspective. In the 2.0 model, there are eight user needs in total, divided into four axes, which you could think of as verbs, know, understand, feel, and do. Each axis has two user needs. Five user needs have been carried over from last time, one user need has been reframed, and there are two new ones. On the understand axis are educate me and give me perspective, often combined, and is all about showing context. On the feel axis is inspire me and divert me, both very much emotion-driven user needs. Nothing has changed on either of these. The no axis is for update me and keep me engaged, which used to be keep me on trend, now more focused on following the conversation and reaction around an event. Both are fundamentally about imparting facts and information. And then finally we have the brand new do axis, containing help me and connect me, prompted by solutions and constructive journalism, as well as the famous news you can use, these compel our audience to take action. Each of these user needs is a lens that can be applied to any news story. There's a great example in the paper about the 70-year anniversary of a flood in the Netherlands that took the lives of 1,800 people. Dimitri explains how user needs can change the angle completely. Well, of course, you've got um, an update me story. The Netherlands commemorate the, um, the Great Flood. So that would be a, a very typical update me story. Connected to that, there will be, well, have you heard that there is a wonderful documentary about this flood which aired, and this is what people say about this, and, and this is your keep me engaged uh, story. Still connected to the main topic of coverage, but actually taking a wider lens on what's happening, not necessarily with the facts, but maybe with the reactions, but maybe not the reactions from the experts, which will take you down to the understand 
uh, axis. And when we go into the understand axis, of course, you will have something like educate me, so learn about how the Netherlands are protecting themselves right now from future floods. Then you go down the um, area of giving perspective. This is about, you know, help me form an opinion on something kind of off the back of, you know, experts' opinions and analysts and stuff like that. So this is this will be a piece about experts worried that in the new um, flood system, they make the country vulnerable, for example, you know. Then you go into the feel area and you would have something like a really striking collection of photographs connected to the flood itself. That would be a Divert Me article. On the still emotional area, but in terms of inspires me, there will be a story of an older gentleman who um, single-handedly saved, you know, 30-odd people during that great flood. And that would fall really nicely in terms of the inspire me story, because inspire me stories always help you feel proud of human race, of humankind. So, you know, people overcoming something difficult or people doing wonderful things to other people. Then you go into the action-driven uh, axis and you can... Uh, talk about, you know, help me with my life. So it will be something about five surprising things and tips uh, you can do yourself to survive another flood, for example. And uh, finally, when it comes to connect me user need, the new user need uh, in the do access, it would be how to get involved, um, how you can, as a person, contribute to something uh, for society at large. Uh, it's always connected to an inspire me, but inspire me is more on the emotional side of things and connect me is much more about what can I do for others um, from that perspective. Mm. And what I love here is that there is, as you just pointed out, a little bit of overlap, but each one adds a very distinct element of a, of a very complete part of a news story, Dimitri. That's why I think that user needs lend so well in newsrooms, because you are still talking about storytelling. You're still talking about coverage of um, news stories or you know events around us. And when it comes to journalists, for example, I always recommend connecting journalists to user needs through that storytelling. So you can say something like, you're working on a story, you can publish a story, we'll publish that story in batches, so you'll do in whatever keep me engaged story on Monday, you will do a give a perspective story on Wednesday and you will do connect me story on Friday because you are, as a journalist, you're already so deep into that storytelling, you're likely to be unhappy with the final product of a single story. But actually, uh, the problem with complex single stories is that you still will have to write a single headline which will never ever be able to describe the purpose of multi-user needs nature of the piece. That's why I never recommend writing multi multi-user needs pieces because it's very hard to project that one single need to the audience so um and and journalists journalists really react to it well so one of the most important um staple exercises i always do with newsrooms is and people really start behaving almost like kids in candy shops when they you give them a story and you ask them to come up with seven other user needs related headlines for that particular story and they do get it and that's why it's it's relatively easy to implement I, th I think you're right about that in the sense that as a journalist looking at this, you're repeatedly told, you know, find me a new angle on this story, find me a new development. Using You can see how using this user needs model can give you a different way to tell the story that's being told in numerous other ways. I mean, I guess that's the way I'd look at this. Well, that's why you've got um, specific uh, brand specific user needs um, happening on, the, on a level of individual uh, publications. And we have a specific... Uh, slide dedicated solely to those kind of very 
uh, interesting new user needs that don't really conform initially to kind of the large, the big eight. So for example, Wall Street Journal used to have a user need called give me an edge. So this is something context driven somewhere around give me perspective, but at the same time somewhere around update me. Uh, Vogue famously had make me feel responsible. So something around clearly something around connect me or help me use a need. Um, the Atlantic uh, has a really fun model called use a need called help me discover new ideas. So this is context driven again somewhere around give me perspective. But if you take Vox, for example, Vox is all about context driven journalism, right? So it's about educate me or give me perspective user needs. But they have six specific user needs only reflecting, give me perspective and educate me on a much, much deeper level. You also can go into, say, we mentioned the conversation before. I was really pleased and proud to see their unique user need called motivate me. So this is clearly action driven. It's kind of help me, but uh, at the same time, connect me as well. Can be both. And you can see the motivate me one quite clearly in their strategy around um, young audiences because they're not just doing articles for it they're also doing like a text message service which goes at a very specific time in the week you know when they know that their audience needs them the most that sunday evening when they've got the week ahead of them and they know they're feeling anxious and they know that is the point where they need five articles to set them up for the week as a help me motivate me kind of strategy I, I completely agree. And more than that, if you look at Reuters um, trends report for this year, Nick Newman writes that uh, user needs models and jobs to be done concepts, they unite them, they unite so well together in terms of not only overhauling your editorial strategy, but actually really injecting some new life in your product development strategy, because you then can come up with all sorts of really interesting things based on the type of journalism that you do. And both parts of uh, newsroom really uh, really complement each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clear that this user needs strategy is not just about journalism, it's not just about news writing, it's about product and, frankly, content creation more generally. Well, exactly, and and remember, it all started with us trying to do something with BBC World Service sites that at some point of time stopped growing, and we were really unsure why we were stopped growing, and then we just realised that uh, the time of, um, you know, just being there on the internet you know, it will not do anything to you. But um, thankfully, thankfully, as more newsrooms are kind of jumping on this bandwagon of user needs, you can start seeing really more interesting use cases and really interesting examples of how you can make it work. Just a quick one from me, and then we'll get back to the chat with Dimitri. Our Digital Journalism Conference News and Why takes place on the 23rd of May 2023 at News UK in London. It's a great chance to catch up with your peers and the very best industry thinking on topics like AI in the newsroom, solutions to news avoidance and subscription retention strategies. Grab your ticket by heading over to newsandwhy.com and we'll see you there. Let me come back to what you said about the multi-user needs within articles. And I think you call this Frankenstein articles, right? Um, that's one of the key challenges for implementing a user needs strategy, right, Dimitri? Well, apart from some other challenges, this is probably one of the biggest challenges that um, I don't necessarily fully disagree with the fact that you try to squeeze as many things into the same article. What do you do with headline is another matter. The headline is almost always going to be an update me headline, and you need to really educate your audience to actually let them know that there is a piece of educate me there and piece of give me perspective there. It can be done in the future and we are writing there in the predictions chapter that actually as maybe in the future we predict that actually you will start tagging your parts of the website, parts of the articles with different user needs for further analysis because you can actually say 
you know what, your dwell time for this particular article is not good enough because you tend to always put that particular usage piece halfway through the article. Maybe you need to change something. But um, I still believe that you probably will be doing your audience uh, more service by providing you several very clear-cut examples of this is a give-me-perspective piece, this is educate-me piece, this is help-me piece. So what do you do if you've got a legacy of content that is all Frankenstein and got multiple user needs? What, how do you maybe separate that out? Well, with legacy, you probably can just forget about it. Um, but um, at some point of time, when you start commissioning differently or you start planning differently, you basically, ideally, you would want to have the whole... Uh, workflow uh, charted according to user needs right from the start. So then you will be able to create so many more dashboards that are so much more actionable because you know what the my problem with general um, audience analytics tools dashboards is that they just, you can make me one point and in five minutes I will disprove your point by showing you something else. But if you are showing something that is uh, showing you maybe trend across time per particular area are wonderful because you can see Show me all the user needs according to this particular section, according to this particular topic, and then show me also the format, how they are connected to each other. So that connection between formats, topics, and subjects are really, well, user needs are very, very important. And because of that, I believe that looking at how you structure your data, how you tag your data, how consistent you are with all of these things, and how you measure is probably equally important as writing a story itself. Okay, so let's recap. Journalists mainly focus on update me articles, but there are seven other ways you can tell a story. Thinking about different user needs is useful for journalists to come up with new angles for their stories and for editors to commission the right stories at the right time and also in the right order. Niche publications tend to gravitate more towards the do axis, and brand-specific user needs can emerge as well. Understanding your user needs allows you to create better value for your readers. It helps you stick out in a crowded online attention economy. People will come to you because they know only you can provide what they seek. We'll move on next to talking about guiding principles for implementing a user needs strategy. So where do you start? If you haven't done anything before, well, you select the model, you... Either if you have time or money, you do your own qualitative and quantitative research. If you don't have that, you can take the mother of all models that Smart Doctor and I have put together. You do some retrospective analysis uh, on those, and I normally recommend conducting that review based on maybe three to six months of coverage or, you know, thousands of articles. And then you basically kind of, I am yet to see a single review of a single newsroom where... Uh, I would not be facing with at least five actionable changes that I, I immediately bring back to the newsroom. And then you obviously adapt your workflows. You start from planning to optimization. You basically start changing things and tracking, spend a lot of time communicating that change, collecting good examples, uh, sharing best practice and all of that. And then then afterwards, you can actually start going back to the original model and think, well, actually, maybe we should just drop this particular user need. It doesn't really do anything for us because of the way we are in the market. And we maybe start doubling down on some other things. Sure. And then, and who's kind of responsible for implementing and tweaking this as you go on? And, and maybe what kind of skills do you need to in that position? Well, every newsroom needs to have a demo in there, in there right? So in, in order to... A, a, a demon? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I think seriously, though, um, 
I mean, ultimately, editor-in-chief is always responsible. If you're lucky enough to have digital editor, or if you're lucky enough to have somebody who is responsible for audience development, audience engagement, they can be responsible for that. But you also need to remember that this is everybody's job. You always will need to have a focal point of somebody who is basically driving it forward and is responsible. But uh, irrespective of which part of the organization you belong to, whether you are in audience development or social media or um, planning and commissioning or copy editing or output, you are as responsible as, you know, your neighbor. So it's basically a, it's a strategic thing that basically cuts through the whole organization and impacts also marketing, sales, uh, data, product, as we discussed, all of those areas as well. So like a bridge role. You need to have a bridge role for that, a person who has internally a lot of respect for their journalistic calls, but at the same time, somebody who is really good at project management and somebody who is really good at change management, somebody who is really good at listening to people and taking people with them on a journey. Yeah, and, and presumably data literate as well. Well, that goes without saying, right? Because we it's almost like, you know, I used to remember maybe mid last, last decade, I would have a a slide on my uh, in my deck, something about a person without data is just another person with an opinion, a famous phrase, right? Um, from a U.S. statistician. So I would just say um, it goes without, with the territory that, you know, any modern journalist needs to understand data very well. Sure. But I was really just teeing up the question when it comes to tracking metrics and tracking the data, what exactly is that person looking for to see that this is uh, effective, working in the right direction, or if they need to sort of change things up over time, what precisely are they looking for? Well, they're looking at um, connections between your output, the volume uh, of your output against the user need uh, breakdown and against the impact of those user needs individually. And I would always recommend taking median numbers for all of those types of metrics. Uh, you need to produce something that is not overproduced in comparison to the average popularity of that particular user need. That's, that's basically as simple as that. So you want your uh, bar charts representing median popularity of each of a user need to be high and the overall number of articles that you have created per that user need not, not to be that high. So it needs to be kind of within that bar chart. But uh, you will see a lot of examples in the, um, in the white paper. We are looking at how user needs knowledge or implementation of user needs impacts on your overall reach, on your engagement reach, on your conversion metrics. All of those metrics can be impacted positively by being aware of user needs. Right. So effectively allocating the right resources to the stories that uh, or the user needs that really warrant them? Well, you know, like the most advanced um, newsrooms will be commissioning pieces and will be very, very creatively using that information, that internal data for um, uh, any type of business goals that you, you are facing. So it can be, you know, you will be strategically placing articles to, you know, drive your conversion rates, and or but all within the remit of your organization, right? So I'm not, never asking people go and write only divert me articles or only, you know, whatever, entertain me article if there is such user need. Uh, all I'm saying is that keep being true to your remit and your purpose and your value and your product market fit uh, and create content that basically satisfies relevant user needs for that. Uh, as we said right at the beginning, lots of other news organizations have looked at the, the model you've implemented, made it their own and really, you know, um, run with it. What have you maybe learned from other people who've taken on board the user needs model and is there a case of anything you sat there and thought i didn't quite think of that or you know i didn't quite think of it that way what have you learned from just other people implementing the user needs model well if you are serious about it that it means that um lending this concept is easier within the organization if it comes from the very top so th this was always 
um, a really good example of where you know CEOs or publishers really believe in what you're trying to do. Um, um, I think the fact that there are so many user needs variations also show you that people are taking it seriously rather than just cloning the BBC model originally. So kind of that really thinking about what your content does to the audience, it's really, really important. And I'm also thinking like, um, I also have been quite surprised and impressed by how some media organizations basically used user need as a central focal point for all other departments, basically using it as your key strategic messaging. And then you basically start aligning everybody. And we can do those types of things very easily. Where, where do you really see this user needs model going? Give us some predictions, Dimitri. When Smart Doctor and I were thinking about the predictions chapter, we looked at the editorial predictions and technical predictions. So when it comes to editorial predictions, I definitely see chatbots playing a really useful uh, role in kind of offering new ideas for based on user needs, for example. Um, I think that the, we, we also believe that accuracy of predictions definitely will go up in terms of auto, automatically identifying user needs in the stories without potentially them having been tagged. We also predict that uh, there will be a lot, much more actionable notifications coming into newsrooms from editorial analytics tools and from others to basically say, look at this, this is happening, try to do something about that. Um, we mentioned that we probably will start looking at tagging content on a paragraph level for each of the user needs as well. And lastly, I also think that a lot of media organizations will start pulling their resources together to actually enable the benefits of the federated algorithm learnings. So this is about you keep your data private, but you basically pull it all together so the algorithms can teach themselves on a much larger data sets. So that would happen. And finally, and I think this is most exciting, is that we're going away from news and we're going to start seeing non-news user needs uh, appearing um, everywhere. So, you know, I when I was chief content officer at Culture Troop, we had user needs model for travel. Obviously, Vogue has user needs model for fashion. But what about personal finance? What about food? What about sport? What about consumer goods? Like what else? Like everybody who is doing content right now, whether you are in banking or insurance, will need to think about user needs. Sounds like we're going to have a lot to speak about on the user needs 3.0 model, Dimitri. All the best with the launch and the paper. Many congratulations. Thank you for your support, Jacob. A revealing conversation. Let's go back over those new user needs. Update me, keep me engaged, educate me, give me perspective, inspire me, divert me, connect me and help me. My takeaway really is that this does not simply apply to our news stories anymore, though it is very useful if we need to find new angles to tired pieces. This level of thinking is applicable to all sorts of newsroom products and services. In other words, does your news app or membership provide a different way to follow the conversation, cut through the noise, or be able to affect change around a specific issue? Is your newsroom one of those paying close attention to user needs? Have you coined one of your own? Let me know. Find me on Twitter at jpgjournalism or email me at jacob at journalism.co.uk. You can check out more of our episodes on all your usual podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to the journalism.co.uk podcast. But that's all we have time for this week. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.